You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. All right, welcome again. Our scripture for today comes from Exodus 3. It says, Moses was taking care of the flock for his father-in-law Jethro, Midian's priest. He led his flock out to the edge of the desert and came to God's mountain called Horeb. The Lord's messenger appeared to him in a flame of fire in the middle of the bush, And Moses saw that the bush was in flames, but that it didn't burn up. And then Moses said to himself, let me check out this amazing sight and find out why the bush isn't burning up. When the Lord saw that he was coming to look, God called him out of the bush, said, Moses, Moses. Moses said, I'm here. Then the Lord said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. He continued, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Let me invite us into a word of prayer this morning as we gather. Lord, as we open your scriptures and hear your word proclaimed, we pray that you would open our eyes to see the burning bushes in our lives, the places where you are calling out and calling us to yourself. So we ask this in Jesus' name. We all said, Amen. Now, this isn't your usual Christmas story, uh, but the idea of it here is one of these stories that's foundational to our faith and to our lives. And if you grew up in the church, it's one of those ones that you heard early on. It makes for great Sunday school lessons. There's a lot you can do with it, right? Um, And many of us, perhaps you do this too, describe pivotal moments in our lives as burning bush moments. Moments where we come to some crossroads or some fork in the road, whether it's joyful or whether it's sorrowful, and we realize that this is a a turning point for us, and our lives will be different afterwards because of it. We call it a a burning bush moment. Moses, as we look at it, is is minding his own business, and he's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. Some of you all work for your family, too. You know how that might go. He's taken his sheep on that particular day to Mount Horeb, and the author tells us something amazing. The author tells us this is the mountain of God, but they didn't know that yet. Moses didn't know that yet. It was just the mountain where he was going to graze the sheep for that day. In this moment here, Moses is doing ordinary stuff on ordinary day. He's just taking the sheep, having them graze like he's done every time before, and probably a familiar place, at least to him. But he sees something amazing. He sees a bush that is burning and a flame coming from within it that's not burned up. And in verse 3 through 4, we hear it says that Moses said to himself, let me check out this amazing sight and find out why the bush isn't burning up. And really the heart of what I want to invite us to consider this morning is this. It's only as Moses turns aside and looks closer that God calls out to him, Moses, Moses. It's only as he takes a minute to stop the ordinary and to consider this thing that's happening, this thing that he doesn't even know is God at work in that moment, but just to consider what's happening, that he begins to see God. Uh, Now, today's uh, reflection, this morning's reflection, uh, came from a a resource that I'd like to offer to you as we enter this new year, almost. Uh, It's a resource I've mentioned several times before. It's called Lectio 365. It's an app for your phone, Apple or Android. Got you covered. There's also a family version now, too. But it's really just a daily guide for prayer. Uh, If you're not 
sure, as you begin a new year, you think, I want to grow spiritually. I'm not sure how or I'm not sure what to do on my own. Do I just begin in Leviticus? Like, don't. I wouldn't recommend that. What this does is it takes a scripture, offers a reflection, some guided prayer. Um, And so this can be a great way. And so this reflection came from one they shared a while back, and I thought I'd love to share that on New Year's Eve with us. And in that particular podcast, they shared a quote from the author Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And if you have that card that you were given on your way in, uh, it's going to be on there too. So hopefully you got one. If not, um, we've got some more of those. And Elizabeth Barrett Browning writes, Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit round it and pluck blackberries. And I love this idea that in the ordinary world and all that's going on, there are are bushes and these moments of burning bush moments all around us, but it's only those who see it, those who stop and take off their shoes, so to speak, and consider it, who really begin to capture the essence of what's going on. And this should use this phrase down here, the rest are just sit, are content to write, the rest sit round and pluck blackberries. And at first I was offended, because I love blackberries, right? How many of y'all love blackberries? Like all, okay. And I thought, I, I would be content to sit most days and pluck blackberries, right? And I remember times we've gone to, whether it's Southern Hill Farms or other patches, and the realization that, at least for our kids, few of the berries they pick ever even make it to the basket. They are content to pick and eat, pick and eat, pick and eat, right? And so what the author, I think, is trying to get us to say here is it's, it's easy for us just to sit around and... Just be happy kind of picking blackberries when something bigger is happening. And then the author offers these questions for reflections, and so I want to offer these questions to us this morning. Questions that we can take with us as we enter into the new year, as we begin to look ahead. Are there encounters with God that I've missed because I haven't paid attention? Lord, is there something that you want to say to me as you call me by name? And have I been content to sit around plucking blackberries instead? This passage invites us to imagine God shows up right in front of us, but we're just too busy to notice. Or we see something else that catches our attention, or we've just got a lot of other stuff going on. And Elizabeth Barrett Browning reminds us that we are often so focused on ourselves or our world that we are not paying attention to the things that are happening around us. We're not aware of the issues in the world. We're just happy to fill ourselves up on blackberries and feed ourselves in these moments. But what I love about this passage is that it invites us to see the ways that that God wants to get Moses' attention because there's something big happening, and God wants Moses to be a part of that. If we read on a little bit later, here's the big stuff that's happening in the world beyond Moses' scope of imagination. The passage that we would have read this morning would go on to say that the Lord said to Moses, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of that land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that's full of milk and honey. 
a place where the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites all live. Now the Israelites' cries of injustice have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them. So get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And I took a minute just to kind of underline the words as we read that, that speak to the things that God is doing. There is oppression, there is injustice, there are cries for help. There is a land that is good and broad with milk and honey, and there is a God who desires to remove them from this place and place them in a good land. And now imagine Moses was just feeding the sheep and saw the burning bush and just thought, that's cool, (laughs) and like just kept going. And as much as that makes me laugh too, I think how many times in my life have I just been so busy and wrapped up with things that that I, I see something and I just continue on my way. Maybe your experience is like mine. Sometimes I don't realize the ways that God is with me until I, I stop and pay attention and look at something and then begin to realize, oh, God's here in this moment. God is doing amazing and important and redeeming and exciting things in the world and, and wants us to be a part of that. We get to be the ones to proclaim God's love and to proclaim release to captives, captives and invite people to follow Jesus. And so my question for us as we end one year and look to another is, are we responding to burning bushes? And how might we respond to the burning bushes that we see in the year ahead? And I want to offer us a suggestion. Moses' reply wasn't particularly profound or theological. In verse 4, he just says, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. A few weeks back, I had a chance to, um, to sit with a United Methodist uh, district superintendent for the Miami area. And he is originally from uh, Nigeria. And in conversation, his name is Reverend Simon Asulana. In conversation, we were just kind of talking, and somehow we got to the point of this idea. And he said, uh, in Nigeria and throughout Africa, we have this, this saying when we say, I'm here. And I said, Okay. Not really sure where we are going. And he said, when we use it there, we might be sitting and talking. We might see someone. We come over and greet them. And I might say to you, Brian, he might say, how are you? And you would say, I'm here. And he would say, you know, how is your family and how are church and how are things? And, and the question would come, how are you really? And the response is often, I am here. And his point was that he was making to me wasn't that Yes, I can see that you are physically present right here in front of me. But he's saying the essence of this phrase when it's used is a way of saying, I am here, I am present, I'm paying attention, I see you and you see me. I'm here, now. And it captures so much more than just kind of a a tangible, physical, I'm here. What he was trying to tell me was that it means that I am here in body, in mind, and spirit. And when I hear Moses say this, Moses says, I'm here. And the Hebrew word there is hinei, which means a lot more than just clearly I'm physically here. It means I'm ready to hear and obey whatever it is that you ask of me. And so what we see is that Moses wasn't just 
there and paying attention. He was open and willing to what God wanted to do. And in the same way, this phrase uh, that comes to us from Africa means, I'm all in, I'm here right now, I'm present, I'm paying attention, and I'm committed. And I thought, what a great affirmation of faith as we look at the end of this year and begin to look ahead to 2024 for what it will bring. This can be our commitment to God in this season. And so on the edge of 2024, I ask us, where are you? What burning bush is calling your attention? And as God calls you by name, will you respond, here I am? And as God challenges you and me in this new year, will we have the courage to respond, I am here. I am here now, I'm present, and I'm paying attention. We can sit around and pick blackberries to feed ourselves, or we can say, Lord, I'm here. How might I take what I have gathered and share it with others? And so as Simon said to me, the response is often, I am here, and you are here, and we are here. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.